And so Thuraya has agreed to share with us her experience, strength, and hope. So go ahead, Thuraya. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Louisa. Thank you, everybody, for being here. I'm Thuraya, addict, alcoholic. Um, I'm in Belgium. Um, just need to breathe. Um, I'm grateful to Tosnua. I came to Tosnua during the pandemic from COVID. Um, and since then, I'm staying connected and go a lot of Tosnua meetings. Um, but I'm also part of the CODA groups. I also go to traditional meetings and I also go to the Alan Berger emotional sobriety workshops uh, when I'm awake. Um, just a little background. I'm 44. I'm half Belgium, half Tunisian. My father is from Tunisia. So I grew up between Catholics and Muslims, which was a mess, hectic. Um, I have three brothers. Um, my family is really dysfunctional. My father was an alcoholic, violent, uh, manipulator, uh, abusive. And my mom was, or is, still is very, very codependent. So growing up between them was not easy. Um, at the age of seven, I've been abused for three, four years by a cousin from my father's side. Uh, for until the age of 11. Um, and the first time I talked about that was at the age of 36, 37. Um, so I carried that for so long inside of me. Um, but from that, I didn't learn how to deal with feelings, emotions. We were not allowed to have any from my father because if we showed our emotions, we were beaten. Um, to put it in, in a nutshell, because I don't want to talk about him, he has a restraint order. My parents divorced when I was 17. I did a lot of uh, weekend jobs and stuff when I was young to gather money to pay the lawyer because I was sick of it and my mom was scared of my dad because of the violence and the abuse and the madness. He, actually in one word, he's the devil. Um, everything that you can even think or imagine what a person could do to another, he did. Um, and my three brothers, I have two older brothers, one younger, uh, the two oldest ones are in addiction too. The youngest, youngest was, but he married a couple of years ago and he turned his love, life around, which is good. But I'm not in touch with one of them. What 
that makes me really sad in a way because we were very close and we, we stuck together and when my parents were still together. So that was us against him. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. It's painful, but it is what it is. They are still toxic. And one of them is just behaving just like his dad. And um, it's better and safer for me to stay away. I tried to make amends to them when I was in recovery for the first time in South Africa. But they just told me to stay away and that they hate me. And that I, I thought I was over that and I dealt with that. Um, but lately, one of them tries to get in touch with me through my kids and their dad. And I found myself really um, not okay with it. But because of recovery, I could see how sick he is and I feel sorry for him and it's still painful because I don't have anyone of my family, just my mom and we also have a really complicated and hectic relationship me and my mom but I love her and she's my everything but she's also very controlling and codependent and trying to to demand that I do things like she does, and I'm not her. So we are on a break. Like I just keep her on a distance because it's, it's not healthy for me right now to keep her close because she, she wants to get involved with everything, and that brings me in a state of madness and anger, and I don't want to do that because I see... She is still carrying so much pain and guilt and shame about what happened to me as a as a young child. Um, but anyway, at the age of 40, in 2019, I came in, I went to rehab in South Africa. I went to rehab before in Belgium, just for a short per period of time, twice. But I just went in because I wanted to be left alone and take a break from daily life and my responsibilities. When I look back, I, it was just, and I knew it was just detox in my head. And the day I went out the first time, I just used the same day again. So um, the second time I... I went to an uh, outpatient um, program for six months after the second time I went to rehab. But when I look back, I was still lying and getting my ways. Um, it's only when I came totally broken, um, not wanting to live anymore, and... I didn't even care anymore that I had kids at the age of 40, that I was sent by force by my mom and Chris to get help and to get better. And that saved my life. Um, I stayed five months. I wanted to stay longer, 
And for the first time, I felt peace. And I felt loved. And I felt understood. And a sense of belonging. Um, first, they broke me more. Um, because I am a really stubborn person. I learned to lie like no one else can. By my father, I had... Uh, I could manipulate and um, get other people's things done instead of myself, etc., etc. You know, what we do when when we are sick and, and, and still inactive. Um, but since then, I really try very hard to stay clean and sober and to be me. Um, I'm still... I asked myself this morning, who am I? And I was like, I'm really a lot of things. I'm a mom. I'm a colleague. I'm a daughter. I'm a partner. Um, I'm a friend. I'm a sister. Um, but actually today I realized about the sister thing that I can choose my own family and it doesn't have to, to be my blood family. Um, and there's no wise one of my families, I, I, I just feel safe in, and I just can show myself my whole, my highs, my lows, my struggles, just the way I am. Um, so, um, I had to come back from South Africa, uh, because of lockdown and COVID. And then I was introduced to the Zoom and, and this new by, other fellows who were in rehab with me and who had to go back. And I'm so, so grateful um, for this platform, for this new one, for the help and the support and the love. I'm, I'm work in progress. I learn still every day about my behavior, my thinking. Um, and I developed a routine um, and I try in the solution of recovery um, so I stay disciplined in the morning the first thing I do is my meditation my prayers um, I'm in a couple of whatsapp groups so I share the readings that we had in rehab and then I um, I do a service for two other groups uh, no three actually I have a woman group in Belgium too now um, and I have one fellow in Belgium, actually, who saw me when I came back in Belgium. In the online meetings in Belgium, I, she's the only one who reached out to me and had the same history of me and was also a mom of two and, uh, had an abusive relationship like I had. And she actually is the only one here in Belgium. Um, with whom I'm really close, but she lives the other side of the country. So it's also online or by phone, but I, we, we, we check on each other every day. Um, but I have also fellows in Tisnua all around the world who check on me, who support me, who encourage me to do the next right thing and to be reminded of, because I have this, 
character thing that I always go in overdrive and I need to be reminded that I need to stop and I don't need and I have to re take care of me too um, and that it is good enough what I'm doing um, you know I just give it all all I have every day and sometimes my head is like no it's not enough and that's why I still come to meetings and I need these meetings to be reminded that it is enough. I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm human. I still make mistakes. I still lose my mind sometimes. Um, but I have you guys to learn and to, to help me to get through it. The last few months were... Um, how do you say that? Challenging, um, hard, painful. Um, I'm still doing EMDR trauma therapy too for all the abuse that happened in my life. Um, every two weeks, and um, I'm really glad that I can do that to be free and to be more at ease inside of myself. And to forgive myself for things that I didn't know that I could do differently with the things I know now, you know. Um, but it's not easy. It's really not easy. And I'm so glad I have a support network to get me through it. Um, last month, the last year, 2023, I want to forget. I had three breast surgeries, and in between the surgeries, I was so sick, sick, sick. I didn't live. I just was in mode of surviving, um, and if I look back, I was really not nice to the people around me. Um, I needed help, and I don't like to ask for help uh, because I tend to like to do it all by myself with help and advice, but I don't want anyone to take over my responsibilities anymore. Um, but 2023 is gone. I, uh, I learned in recovery that I can stay in today, and the little things that I do today will help me tomorrow too to become more at ease. Um, I really still don't know where I'm going. You know, um, I used to wanting to know it all up front and um, have control over everything, but I can't. Um, still working on my codependency issues on a daily basis. Um, I'm dealing with a daughter. She's 11. Um, she's my first miracle. And she has been bullied since the beginning of this school year. And it's hard to watch, um, but I took action. And it's still going on in the classrooms and online now. 
And um, yesterday I was sitting down with the teachers and for the first time in months, I felt reassured that she's doing okay at school. Um, and it's all thanks to recovery and to, by staying clean and, and ask for help and advice that I can be there for my daughter and my son today, um, that I can be available emotionally and, and just let them also be who, who they are and how they feel and to acknowledge and value what they feel, which I didn't have when I grew up. Um, so I'm breaking the circle, the destructive, toxic circle, and I want it differently. But it's hard work. Um, it's really hard work. And sometimes I feel myself on edge. Uh, and that's probably my codependency because I want to rescue everybody. And I want to help. And I want to fix. But I can't fix anyone because I keep on telling that to my mom. You can't fix me. I'm not fixable. I, you don't need to fix me. So I need to watch over that, that I don't go in overdrive. But I'm really grateful that I can just be there for them. Because on Monday, I had therapy. And I realized that I carried still a lot of guilt and shame towards my kids. Because the first years, I was still addicted on a daily basis. And I fed them and I cleaned them and watched them. But I wasn't emotionally available. Um, I just did what I needed to do. And I couldn't cope with the fact that I was a mom. I had two kids in two years and actually I didn't want kids because I was too scared to have kids because of what happened to me. I did I, I really don't wish no one, even my 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 greatest enemy, what I've been through. Um, so I was so scared, and I didn't want to be responsible for another human being's life. But anyway, um, I have them, and I'm proud to have my kids. They keep me alive. They keep me young. And my inner child is, um, how do you say, is being, um, awake with them. Like if I, we have our moments of doing silly things or crazy things by putting the music loud, starting to dance or, you know, what kids do or just play games and these are the things I never did as a child. I was never a child. I um, missed all these phases. Even, um, you know, when as a girl or a boy, your body changes. When you grow older, you have all these, these senses, your sexuality, etc. This has been robbed from me. Um, I didn't know that I have the right to feel and to enjoy sexuality until the age of 40. I didn't know 
I thought I just had to let men do what they needed to do. Um, so it's a lot of discovery for me in the sense of me, the whole thing. Um, but it's also at the same time awkward um, because I see changes with my daughter. She's 11, she puberty. I see changes with Dramey then. But I try to just let it be. And I have my therapist to talk about it because it's really awkward. I don't know how to talk about that with them. Um, but that's okay. Um, but apart from that, um, I'm just not that same person anymore. I want to live. I want to be free from the things that are still uh, weighing me down. Sometimes I uh, I did already a lot of work, and um, in a way, I'm uh, more alive than I used to be. But I want more of recovery, and I want more of enjoying life and traveling and discovering the world. Um, I'm thinking, um, so yeah, I'm trying to see the solution, do my work, take action when I need to. Um, and then I'll, I will be okay. You know, the other day, a friend of mine said, look at how far you came. And actually it is. And I have this saying, and it's maybe it's silly, but if I'm in the middle of a and a hectic shit show, I just try to remember to say it. I am the storm, and I'm not going to back down. You know, I came, I, I didn't came this far just to come this, to, to come this far. I want to live, I want to be free, I want to enjoy life. And discover. That's me today. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening, for being here. Much love to you all.